hello and welcome to another edition of But Have You Heard About, where I and a guest talk about something super exciting throughout history. I present my guests with three topics to choose from. One is for them. The second is a shared mutual interest of ours. And the third is something for me because I love hearing the sound of my own voice. Today is my guest, Anna. Hi. Yo, yo. So we're excited today. We have three topics for you to choose from. The first is murder in Kansas. The second one is the coup in Wilmington. And the third is I still know nothing about the know nothing party. Anna, <laughs> what would you like to talk about today? Uh, let's go Kansas. <laughs> Heck yeah. So I don't know what was going on in Kansas in the late 1800s, but vigilantes beyond vigilantes and murdering be murdering. So post-Civil War, we're talking the 1870s. We have the Homestead Act where people are basically saying, the government is like, hey, you give us pennies, you can have all the land you want for an acre. Like all the acres you want for like a penny. And people are like, I, I'm going to go settle. And so you have people who owe debt, who definitely have criminal backgrounds that are going off to the West. So Oregon Trail full of criminal crazies. And you have this family of German immigrants that are called the Benders, right? So you have John Bender, his wife, Elvira. You have the supposed son, John Jr. and the supposed daughter, Kate. I say supposed because John Jr. and Kate supposedly were also common law marriage and definitely were a little too friendly in public. Oh. Yeah. So John and Elvira had accents that were super hard to hear, didn't speak English very well whatsoever. Uh, John Jr. spoke it well, but he also was considered a halfwit and he would laugh randomly when he talked. But Kate, on the other hand, barely had an accent, if any, spoke English very well and also was a spiritualist. And she believed in free love. So hippie, but in the 1800s. So 100 years before hippie. Yeah, she's like 100 years early. Yeah, a little weird. Um, but she actually conducted seances. So mm-hmm. they had a, but yeah, like a little inn mm-hmm. on a deserted trail in no man's land in Kansas. And sometimes people, they would, like when people would come, she'd be like, oh, do you want to have a seance? And they would invite other spiritualists in the area to have seances at their house or at their area that they lived in. And also she would give lectures throughout the county, um, like their little area, like a 10 mile radius. And she basically also promoted in some of her lectures that murder might be a dictation for good. This sets up the idea that they definitely were down with what they were doing. It wasn't accidents. It wasn't because they were poor, because they murdered probably about 21 people. Right. There was 12 definite confirmed murder and happening and 21 victims. So that's cool. So the way that they murder people is definitely a Sweeney Todd style. Right. People would come because they're traveling and they're like, oh, look, there's an inn, just like in Hateful Eight, where you get to like go over and be like, oh, I'm going to stop here to rest. So they're stopping to rest because they can stay and sleep. If they were coming as like a single person by themselves, most likely they weren't going to leave. Makes total sense. So they would put them in this like honorary seat at this table and there'd be a curtain behind. Do you want to talk about what happened? Yeah. So they invited them, had their little seat of honor. And like you said, conveniently, there's a a window or a curtain. (laughs) They sit there minding their own business and Somebody, usually the father or the son, would be behind them with a hammer, smack them in the head. Yep. And then either the mom or the daughter would come up and then take the knife at their throat. And to even like furthermore, the Sweeney Todd, they had like a trap door that they would then let them go down into the cellar. And then later on, they would go take the body out and go bury it outside. And some people, they barely buried, like not even six inches under the ground. So when they found these bodies, they took metal rods. Um, when they finally went to go investigate mm-hmm. in 1872, they took these metal rods and it didn't take much to find those bodies in the ground. Wow. <laughs> so they weren't trying to hide. No. They had a huge garden because they did, you know, cook and they served meals. 
um, and they had an orchard as well. But their primary source was not because they wanted to, you know, get wealthy by robbing rich people. They killed people that had almost like they were just wanderers yeah. and cattlemen. They're basically was, just doing it because they could. Yeah. So just like with all people that have no reason to be murdered and they got caught. Mm-hmm. because they murdered the wrong person. They murdered someone by the last name of York. He was a doctor and he had been traveling. He had told people about his plans. He had a brother that was a state senator for Kansas who was like, I know that my brother is supposed to be here. So they went on the trail that he was supposed to be on. And they were like, he was here, he was here. And they got to the Bender's place. They were like, well, he was here, but you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of scary people out there. There's a lot of, you know, thieves and, and nice and blah, 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 blah whatever. Yeah. I don't know. Making like bad guy noises from the 1800s. Bow, bow, bow. So yeah, there's bad Robin guy. Hood. <laughs> yeah, basically it's the 1800 Robin Hood. My bad. Right. <laughs> so they were like, huh, that's weird. They go back and they're like, you know, this doesn't seem right. So York's brother goes back again mm-hmm. and he confronts the mom and she loses her mind. And she's like, no, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, I think something happened here. So they have a town meeting to talk about what has happened <laughs> because some of the people came forward were like, yeah, you know, it's a little sketchy over there. But they allowed John Jr. and John Sr. to attend this town meeting. Oh, that was great. And then they didn't come up with a party to go investigate until days later. And so when they came upon the farmhouse, they noticed that it had been abandoned for days. The horses were gone. Um, I think there was some cattle or some livestock that hadn't been fed. Yeah. But they started looking around. They smelled what's, they were like, this is a disgusting smell. They found the cellar. They went down and they found like dry blood. Mm-hmm. And that's what they assumed the smell was. Yeah. They went looking around. They found like what looked like gunshot holes around certain parts of the cabin. Mm-hmm. And what they perceived was that sometimes, you know, if somebody got hit and they weren't whacked hard enough with the hammer, that they might have tried to fight back with a gun, but either they left and just ran away and didn't say anything, or they eventually met their demise because it's one versus four. Right. So the town, local town people are like, what the fuck, man? These people killing people. We got to go. We got to get them. Mm-hmm. So they decided to do vigilante justice. They're just like three days behind the trail. So. The supposed brother-wife couple, whatever they may be, John and sister brother, <laughs> John Jr. and Kate, had gone down to Texas. And where they went in Texas, nobody was going to find them. Or they could go and find them, but they are going to come back because bounty hunters just get pew pew shot. Mm-hmm. Nobody cares. However, supposedly John Jr. and Elvira, or John Sr. and Elvira, went up to Kansas City, got on the train, went to St. Louis. But because it was in Missouri instead of Kansas, the vigilantes didn't follow so they were all upset. So this happened in 1872. There's actually like a museum that shows how the house and cabin was set up, which is fucking weird. Really? Yeah. So if you want to go be like creeped out, like Lizzie Borden style, heck yeah, you can go visit in Kansas because that's exactly what people want to do is go to Kansas and be creeped out. So bring this story up, which definitely was like featured in writings from Little House on the Prairie. It's featured in a lot of different pop culture references and it's an episode in like the first season of Supernatural. Right. So it's a very prominent thing. A lot of people know about it. However, about 15 years later, there's the Kelly family also in Kansas who almost kills exactly the same way in the same setup in Kansas. Yes. And they're almost just basically duplicating their efforts of killing. They only kill for a few months from August to December. And they definitely killed people that were wealthy. Mm -hmm. They wanted money because they, you know, it's Kansas. There ain't nothing to do anyways. They need money so they don't have to live in Kansas anymore. I get it. My family's from the Midwest. I understand this. (laughs) However, when people figured out what the Kelly family was doing, instead of this shitty vigilante justice that waited days to go after people, 
they decided to actually go right. and they did it right then and there. So the very first thing they did is they chased them down. I think that they went down to Texas or they started heading toward Texas, right? right. They started heading towards Texas. Yeah. So they're heading towards Texas. I'm um, sorry. They were en route to New Mexico. Oh, nice. New yeah. Mexico. Look at that again. Fancy with uh, turquoise and topaz. Mm-hmm. So they're on the way to New Mexico. They're on starving horses. They like get like they're trying to little camps or whatever. They're found by people. Uh, by the vigilantes that are like, hey, you got to pay for your crimes. We're not letting more family murder and serial killers up in here. We don't want to be known for that in Kansas. They want to be known for, you know, Dorothy and shit. <laughs> yeah, right. So first thing that happens is that the mom basically gets bucked off her horse and they get her, they hang her because she's she's guilty. And what are they going to, what, what's going to happen? The popo going to get you? No. So then they catch up to the brother and sister together somehow. And they're like, confess to your crimes. Basically, the brother and the sister go off and talk about how you wouldn't believe it if we told you. You wouldn't understand. Yada, 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 yada. So they hung them. So more hangings. All the hangings. All the hangings. And then they finally catch up to the dad of the Kelly family. He confesses to everything. But in trying to get him to confess to things, they hung him till he almost died, dropped him, and then let him like recover enough to confess to then hang him again until he confessed to everything he told them. In all honesty, this probably wasn't the best justice. But Kansas out here wilding in the 1800s. Mm-hmm. Like, this is the wild west. Like, people talk about the wild west being, like, California. I'm like, no, nah, man, that's Kansas. <laughs> yeah, and actually the dad, while they um, while they were talking to him, they stripped him of all his belongings. And they found that he had a watch and some stuff that belonged to some of the people that they murdered. And they were like, okay. And they just left him there hanging. Yeah. The only reason they got caught is because they basically went after, like, the wrong person. They went after somebody from Chicago who was mm-hmm. a salesman called a drummer at the time not like they were in the band chicago right that i mean chicago's been around for a while but not that long no so basically if you're going to murder people in kansas in the 1800s you're better off if you had not murdered people that were important (laughs) but the vigilante justice we think of like the wild west we don't really think of the midwest Mm -hmm. and like post-civil war you're for yourself right you know you got to defend you and your in your home so everybody has guns so this you know the second amendment of bare arms totally came into effect because everybody was like i need a gun to defend myself from people like this right um and then on another podcast i talk, I, i'll be talking about the bald knobbers and how they actually took justice vigilante justice into their own hands um and trying to just kind of reclaim their land from people that would literally just go around murdering and being outlaws and then not getting caught and put away yay yeah so Kansas is crazy. Kansas is crazy in the 1800s. Do you have anything that you want to add about Kansas being crazy in the 1800s or any like thought on the Bender family, the bloody Benders or the Kelly family? I did think it was really interesting how, you know, the Kellys came a few years later and they had like the same method, except they used an ax instead of a hammer, but they had same setup basically. So that was really weird because I know for a while, some people even speculated that they could have been the same yeah. families, but there wasn't, the children were different ages and they didn't quite fit the same as the Kellys. Yeah. So like Benders. Yeah. So like the Benders had the German accents were most likely German immigrants. And the Kellys were actually from Pennsylvania and had bought land with the Homestead Act to come out and be farmers. But I guess apparently it didn't go so well. Growing crops in Kansas, apparently, and all it's cracked up to be. Mm -hmm. But yeah. So basically, when you think of the Wild West, you need to also include the Midwest and all the crazy places that you could have been on the Oregon Trail and be careful when you go out to Kansas because mm-hmm. you never know don't stay at an inn and don't stay in, like don't sit in front of a curtain yeah never sit in front of a curtain don't ever be like the special guest of honor they're gonna put you. Mm-hmm. 
Well, that's it for this episode of But Have You Heard About? Because I'm sure that nobody heard about the Bloody Benders. I didn't hear about them before this. I just, yeah. Serial killers be wild and would never have guessed that there were several serial killers in Kansas <laughs> within like a, a two decade decade period. Yeah, for sure. Especially oh. that. I was like, dang. They're crazy. They are crazy. Well, everybody have a fabulous rest of your day. Bye.